Welcome to Don't Feed the Trolls. <laughs> I got to get in on one of these welcomes, Matt. You always okay. take the welcome. Can you, can you read that well? Well, should I, should I do mine and then you can do yours? Go ahead. Yeah. Welcome to Don't Feed the Trolls. We talk about this and that, including trolls and fat. <laughs> Matt, what's yours, though? What's your intro? Let's see if yours is better. Welcome to Don't Feed the Trolls. Today we're going to talk about fatness, fat shaming, self-image, self-identity, inner fat trolls, and our obsessive comparison disorder. But first, but first, let's check the emails. Oh yeah, so we got an email from Jill. Do you want to read that one? Sure. Jill says, I'm still figuring out how to move towards my future while living contemplatively and just feeling the pain, being okay to not be okay. I've been living in the future and viewing everyone around me negatively as if there are perfect people out there that I just haven't found yet. Like you said, Matt, it's your family that is the first to show you when you are living in the future and not treasuring each moment with them. Your podcast is helping me realize that if we can just be in the mundane or the completely shitty, we'll find the most fulfillment. Thanks for helping me get my priorities straight. Miley knows where it's at. Ain't about what's waiting on the other side. It's the climb. LOL. Thanks, Jill. Nice. <laughs> it is the I don't climb. know Miley Cyrus song, so. Oh, come on. That's the, the that's like one of the best Miley Cyrus songs. Well, I'll throw it in there and we'll go from there. But <laughs> that sounds great, you know. That's just uh I like that I like when people cuss in their emails to us cuz it sh- it shows me that they're like willing to be themselves, you know? What I yeah. mean? Not like not like you know, getting all politically correct and yeah, just, don't just, uh, yeah, don't clean it up for us. We like the nitty gritty. And then uh, another email, Jason says, even though I'm pretty sure you called me a chode a few episodes <laughs> back, I really enjoyed the podcast. This is one of those few podcasts where I enjoy uh, the host simply talking more than the guest interviews. The wow. show really drives introspection and thought. Wow. Thanks, Jason. Uh, we're, we're sorry for calling you a chode. I'm not sure. How... We didn't call him a chode. That's D- the funny thing. We didn't. <laughs> It, it's based off a nickname for our friend Sean Porter. Oh. Um, <laughs> he was on tour with us, and there was another Sean on the tour, so we started calling him Chone because there's a there's a baseball player who whose yeah, name Chone, was... Sean Figgins, but it's spelled Sean C-H-O-N-E. Figgins. Yeah, Chone Figgins. <laughs> we went to a baseball game on tour, and Chone became Sean's... You couldn't say Sean, so we called him Chone. So anyway, <laughs> so I called this guy a Chone on the podcast, completely unaware that that's an inside joke with my band Sherwood. Sorry about that, Jason. <laughs> yeah, thanks, thanks for sticking with us through all the offensive things we say. Speaking of offensive, this one's uh, this episode's about to blow up and get some people offended because <laughs> I bet you we have some polarizing views on the uh, topic of body shaming and fat. Don't you have a story about being fat? Yeah, Matt? well, you know, growing up, um, I'm from a very thin family in general. Uh, my older brother is four years older than me, and he was very tall and skinny at a very young age. He's about six five now, but he sprouted in like sixth grade. And uh, he used to he used to call me Fatty Maddie. I he think, called you that? Yeah, yeah, that was my nickname. He 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 called me fat actually for we sure. Get your brother on the show and just <laughs> confront him. And say, what is it like, you know, he was calling a, your brother Fatty Matty? He, he was a jerk. He was a jerk. Uh, much Bummer. better now. But but uh, th- it did do something to my ident- identity, mm. I think. Even though I wasn't uh, overweight in any way, I did identify as someone who was. I identified as someone who was fat, which yeah. I think has 
had ramifications in my life, which we can talk about some more. But uh, and I I haven't dealt with the issue like I've never been obese or anything. But um, but I have my weight has fluctuated quite a bit, and my behavior around that has fluctuated quite a bit. And I think it 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 ties into my my own self identity and identifying mm-hmm. as Fatty Maddie as that kind of guy that is is fatter than my brother. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but also I think just how our identity plays into it, you know, um, yeah. growing up dualistic in, in, in our very conservative upbringings, you know, there's two ways to live. It's dualism, right? There's right and wrong. And what happens there's is fat and thin in, t- in yeah, interiorly, like on the inside, that dualistic way of living makes you feel wrong because you don't measure up because we all know that we have faults and we we don't measure up so the self-identity is that you are bad not good on the inside Mm -hmm. but if you Mm -hmm. believe you're bad you behave bad right i don't know i feel like when you're a kid though it's like everyone calls someone who's just a little bit chunky fat right how much can you understand dualism as a child i just feel like this is well, I don't under I, I don't understand it. I don't. I mean, I d- definitely did not understand it. I believe the the world was black and white because that's how it was presented to me. But sure. now I now I realize that that your self identity, if if it's not first that you are loved or lovable or beloved, however you want to say it, uh, whatever religion you are or whatever you know, even if it's an atheist, if you believe that you are lovable, not bad or good, but both, and loved, and the first knowledge of yourself is 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 a lovable self then you yeah. behave differently so if you, be, you believe you are lovable you can love yourself and then you can share that with others it's not it's people who who understand and love themselves that that treat themselves well and i will i will agree that i don't love myself uh huh that people who don't love themselves hurt themselves and hurt people hurt people. So it, this is like, I think we get down to the core beneath. We can look at people being fat or overweight and we could say that that's a, that's a problem. We need to address this problem. But I really think it's just a symptom of a bigger problem, which is self identity, self worth, self image, and really loving oneself at, at a core level Um, and I think the pendulum can swing either way, you know, with eating too much or working out too much or, and both can be fueled by self-hate or self-loathing. What I'm curious about is like the line of self-hate versus, uh, self-improvement. Right. Right. So like, yeah, a lot of us struggle with, you know, self-deprecating thoughts and thinking on, I, you know, comparison, but then like some, I'm not good enough. Yeah. But where's the line, Matt, when you're like, okay, but I have to make a change. I have to work on myself. I can't just be like, oh, I'm 500 pounds. I'm cool. It's cool. No big deal. Right. Um, I love myself. I love all of myself, all my curves. It's right. Like, okay. But you're going to but you're gonna die early, right? But you're going to die early. Science, yeah. there is a black and white science to health versus unhealth. Right. And get that culturally we need to accept fat people and not shame them, right? Right. But well, compared compared to other people, we're we're fat, Nate. <laughs> sure, you know we I, are. I've those been people. bigger than you my whole life. Can probably we, can we can we accept ourselves or? But but you you would say if you gained a hundred pounds, you would have to address that and not just be okay with it, right? 
Well, I would say even now, like I would like to lose a little bit of weight mentally, physically, energy, being an older parent. Like I, I just want more energy. I just want to be healthier right. in general. So, um, yeah, I mean, I would say I, I could use, I could probably lose 20 pounds. No problem. Right. I am 200 and I want to say I'm 240 pounds, but I only have a 34 waist. I don't know the comparison. <laughs> Most guys that are 240 pounds probably have a 38 to 40 waist. Yeah. Right. Yeah, we're 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 probably built similarly. Uh like I'm 200 pounds and I have a 32 waist. Okay. Which is like most people who have who are 200 pounds probably aren't that either. <laughs> it's all that longboarding you're just building those legs I up. I put huh? a, a yeah, I put a lot I put a lot in the trunk and uh in 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 my <laughs> neck. <laughs> hey, my friend uh, wants to come on. She's lost 100 pounds and she wants to come on the show right now. I just chatted her up on Facebook. All right. Well, let's w- yeah, let's hear from her. She she'd have Do you want to do this? Yeah. Well, welcome to the podcast. I'll just welcome you in. Welcome to the podcast, Kristen Fulmore. A friend of mine, we used to work at the gas station together back in the day. Oh, my God. Um, (laughs) Went to the same elementary school. Families know each other. But I've been following along this last year, uh, you on Facebook, and you've been extremely vocal about your accomplishments of losing weight and finding – it just sounds like you're you're so energetic, like you found a whole new life. And um, Absolutely. This week's episode, we're talking about like the difference between fat shaming and body shaming versus unhealthiness and the line that is there. Because I feel like a society, we should accept people that are different than us, obviously. But is there a line there of like, well, you've got a problem. You can't just pretend like everything else is great and rosy. So maybe just start off with your story this last year. What's life been like? And, and yeah. yeah, what I, w- I want to know what motivated you to start this journey? To start going. Well, mm-hmm. um, my name's Kristen and um, I have been somebody who's been a lifelong obese person. Um, my entire adult life, I've been over 200 pounds and I'm only five foot three. So that's a lot to carry. And, you know, I went into um, the year 2015, January, 2015, kind of Having tried over and over so many different diets and, you know, things that are out there and um, had lost weight and given up and gained it back and then some, you know, that story, it's that yo-yo. And going into Mm. January 2015, I honestly had this notion in my head that um, I was done trying and um, I'd honestly thrown up my hands and said, forget it, you know, accept it, Kristen, you are going to be a lifelong obese person and just you know, deal with it. And um, then a friend of mine started to post on Facebook about her health transformation. And um, she started to post other people's stories about their health transformation. And something inside of me started to stir. And this hope Mm. in me started to kind of um, spark. And it was this oh gosh, maybe this isn't the end. Maybe, maybe I'm supposed to try it one more time. And, um, you know, maybe obesity isn't the end of the road for me. And, um, it took me a few weeks of kind of just following what she was posting and what she was saying, um, before I reached out to her, because honestly I was holding on to that, Kristen, it's never going to work for you feeling in my head. 
What did you try before? Like, what are the diets that you tried? I, a lot of restrictive stuff. Um, cutting out carbs or um, just strictly doing, uh, you know, protein and veggies or, um, you know, different name brand ones that are out there. Um, you know, I don't, okay. don't want to poo-poo on them. But, um, you know, because for, for many people, they are successful. But for me, I just couldn't find the motivation in myself to keep going. And I couldn't find, um, I don't know, I just couldn't make them work. It was, they were too, too challenging, too difficult, or, you know, whatever it was, I, stories I would tell myself to keep myself from being successful. Okay. There was a lot of fear um, stirred up in me that I think just really held me back from um, finding success. Yeah. And that's, and that's kind of what our podcast is all about. Like, yeah. don't feed the, don't feed the trolls. Uh, trying to keep that fear out and keep that negative mindset completely out of your vision. So it's great that, you know, you came on the show because I think that Matt and I were going to have this conversation about it and then we kind of look at each other. But what, you know, we don't have this experience of, I wonder if this is more of a female problem in our society than a male problem. Do you think that's true? Or? I think there's a lot more pressure on females when it comes to body image and, mm -hmm. um, you know, society throws it all out there all the time. I mean, you see it in the magazines and on TV and billboards and all that, that it's just that idea that, um, you know, we feel in our heads that we need to be this certain body type or whatever in order to be attractive or to, you know, feel a certain way or whatever. And, yeah. you know, it's a whole lot of lies out there. But um, because we tend to swallow those lies and, and believe them, then we get into that self-body shaming, you know, and we just hold ourselves back. You know, the, I think about how much life I didn't live because of the fear that I held inside of myself because of my weight, the embarrassment and, you know, all of that, that I, I just really held myself back <laughs> for a mm. long time. And, um, when I started this journey, um, you know, I finally reached out to this coach and, um, friend of mine and just started on a whole new journey that was based so much differently around anything else that I had ever tried. And it was all about healthy habits and just mm. simply changing the way that, um, I thought about food and the way that I lived my life. And, um, you know, Simple things like eating six times a day instead of three times a day and getting enough sleep and drinking enough water and moving my body in a healthy way. And, you know, it was all this common sense stuff, but I wasn't putting it into practice in a way that was healthy. And um, so once I learned those habits and, uh, you know, really changed my patterns each day, results really started to happen. And um, the other key thing that we, she really coached with me was a healthy mind. And, you know, as many times as I'd, um, you know, attempted to lose weight, it was all about just simply losing weight and the number on the scale. And right. she helped me to see that there's so much more to it, to getting healthy. You've got to address your head and your heart. And when I changed my negative mindset into a positive mindset and a growth mindset and really started to focus on, we call them non-scale victories, but ways that my life is changing because I'm getting healthy, right. all that stuff on the scale didn't matter anymore, you know, and food wasn't the enemy anymore. Instead, it just became fuel for my body. And right. I just view yeah. it so much differently now. And that has been a revolution in my world because 
I've been able to just kind of see myself in a whole new light. And I have so much more confidence and I'm out there finally living my life and 105 pounds down. It's a whole new experience um, out there in this world. In fact, I just went skydiving two days ago. Like what what on earth, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know that. I I just love that story. Overcoming fear and shame and then (laughs) straight up to skydiving. Right? I I haven't even done that. It's awesome. No, Nate, Nate and I were talking about this because Nate was like, what, like, how do you approach people who are morbidly obese and tell them that they need to get their, you know, they need to get their act together. We can't just accept people who are, you know, and I I just thought that, that the posture of, and you just worded it so beautifully of focusing not on negativity Mm -hmm. and the number on the scale and just trying to beat something, but focusing inwards on your heart and, and positivity and loving yourself and not shaming yourself that's what motivates the change and you those little victories that aren't what'd you say they're not scale victories non-scale victories non-scale victories yeah Yeah. like those things that it's such a way to go okay i didn't lose any weight this week but i that i'm not going to shame myself because that puts you that sets you back that puts you back into old path is that what the is that what the tv shows do because I read some article about how like everyone on The Biggest Loser, most of them go back to gaining. So is the is the TV show like kind of just one track minded? You think? <laughs> you know, well, I, don't know. I don't know. It's very interesting. I've always in the past watched The Biggest Loser so desperate to get on that show because it was like, oh my gosh, that's the only way I'll ever lose this weight. It's the only possible solution is if I'm right. on that show. And now I watch that show and I sit back going, oh, I just want to help those people. I want to <laughs> take them out of that show and I want to help them in, a, you know, a better way because, yeah. oh, you know, I mean, are there some good things happening? Sure. I'm sure there's some good things happening. Right. There's some breakthrough, but um, I just want to change the focus um, to right. take it off that's what- that scale and, you know, Right, Ooh. it's all about the scale. With the th- with the, th- <laughs> sa- the same thing that that g- made them obese, the sort of self loathing or self hate is the same thing that's losing the weight. Yeah, um, ah. and it's it's from it's motivated by the same thing. But when you have yeah. self love, then you don't you don't overeat or you don't go back to old patterns that were harmful. Right. Um, and that's I think what what we what I was talking about before you came on the show we're talking about a completely different motivation mm-hmm. for losing weight. It's not the number. Yeah. It's not, it's, it's, it's motivated out of self love care for yourself Absolutely. as opposed to, I need to be something else that I'm not. And I'm going to, you know, chisel away at this because that, that the pendulum swings back the other way so quickly. And it's the same, it's the same motivation. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, anytime I talk to, um, somebody who's looking to get healthy because I'm a, I became a health coach for this same program and trying to help people, um, you know, break their chains too. And anytime I talk to them, I'll tell them, you know, if you're looking for a quick fix, if you're looking for a simple diet, you know, something like that, um, this is not your program. You know, I, yeah. I'm right. not your partner. Um, if you are looking for a whole life transformation and you want to maintain this weight for a lifetime and you're ready to do some hard work, like I'm your girl, let's do this, you know? A big argument is just, it's genetic, right? It's a, it's a genetic issue. So as you have people coming to you, how many people have this genetic 
problem that they can't lose weight? Or is that a thing? Or can everybody lose weight? Now, what's the science? And what are the arguments you see on that side? Well, I'm just big boned and I can't lose weight. So you accept me and love me. And it's like, well, you might. Yeah, I don't know. So talk about that a little bit. I, that's that's where I'm curious to, to, to kind of debate and discuss. Yeah. Well, I mean, those words used to come out of my mouth. You know, I mean, they were just lies that I told myself. Um, mm. I would totally use that. I'm just genetically going to be this way. This is my predetermined way of, you know, having a body and that sort of thing. And so it was, it was a lie that I told myself um, to be more accepting of who I was. And um, that whole big bone thing, um, turns out my bones are the same size as everybody else's. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Surprise. Um, But yeah, I totally would say that um, because, you know, I think it helped me to feel better uh, if I just put that out there like, oh, yeah, well, you know, I'm not really fat. I just have big bones and, you know, my genetics make me this way. But you've proved that wrong for yourself. Yeah. And I mean, thousands of people we've seen through this program have, you know, been tellers of lies as well for themselves and are getting healthy. Different blood types, different ethnicities. Different diseases that they've got in their bodies. I mean, we've got, um, you know, the the fibromyalgia people and the PCOS people and the, you know, all these people who have had all these, um, you know, issues that are, are finding success and they're breaking these chains and these walls down. And, you know, I was talking to one of my clients the other day, um, who is a former cancer patient and she had to go in and out of menopause and was told by her doctors, like losing weight, isn't going to be possible for you. Um, you need to, you know, just do whatever you can to be able to maintain the weight that you're at, but I'm sorry, you're, this is just the way you're going to be for the rest of your life, basically. And, um, she has lost over 50 pounds and she's at her goal weight now. And, um, you know, she's looking at those doctors like, now what, you know, like you challenged (laughs) me and here I did it. So, I mean, there's so much out there that tells us this is the way we're going to be for our whole life. But if we truly believe in ourselves and put the, put the effort forward and change our mindsets and stop listening to society, then, um, you know, we can really make a change. But everybody has to find their readiness point. If they're not ready for this journey, they're never going to make it. Um, You know, just like me, I failed over and over and over because my mind wasn't ready to go. I didn't believe in myself that I could truly make it. But once I did, there was no holding me back. Do you think, and it, you're, I think what you're talking about is, is a, is a, it's more of a subject of identity. You identified as a fat person. Yes. And you just said, that's who I am. Yep. What made your identity, identity shift or want to shift? <sighs> you know, I think that there has been a person inside of me that has been dying to be let free for a very long time. And, um, I, <sighs> I just got to this point, you know, mid-January last year, um, Hmm. that as soon as I started to kind of feel that hope stir, that spark that I mentioned earlier, it was like, oh my gosh, I can't contain this flame anymore. Like it's, it's growing, it's growing. And, um, (laughs) finally I didn't want to be that person anymore. I didn't want to be identified as the fat friend or the person who always said no, or the mom just sitting on the sidelines taking pictures anymore. I wanted to be in them and I wanted to be making the memories and I wanted to go skydiving. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, hey, us fat kids can skydive too. You know what I mean? <laughs> I need a bigger parachute, but we'll do it. <laughs> um, you know, and I was just tired of being identified as a person that I didn't want to be identified as. I didn't like right. who I was anymore. And um, I was tired of accepting myself as that way. And, you know, it's not that I was a bad human or anything like that before. I was a great person. And I still am. But um, I, I wasn't who I truly needed to be or wanted to be. And, you know, I, I wanted that inner self and that inner joy to be released. How do you view fat people now that you've kind of gone through it? What is your what does your inner troll say when you do you see someone and kind of do you have a hard time judging people if you see where they're at or is it all just I'm sure you have these conversations all the time now, you know? You know, I see a lot of myself in them and um you know, people who are still um you know, holding on to this obesity, I I see them as um, people who are dying to get out of that body because I know what they're feeling and what they're thinking and what they're experiencing and how hard life is in that body and um, how it feels like a prison. It absolutely feels like a prison and that you're in chains and that there's no way out. Huh. And um, so when I see someone who's living in a body that I used to live in, um, I... <laughs> Honestly, I just want to help them. I just want to go over and start a conversation and help them um, to find hope and to know that it is possible. And, um, you know, I just want to set that flame inside of yeah. them so they know, like, you're not locked in here. You can get out. You know, I just want to, sometimes I just want to go over and shake their shoulders and say, follow me. I can help you. I can help you. <laughs> But it totally is an interior thing, right? Like you can't force anybody into the no. into that journey. They have no to want it. Yes. And I guess probably the best evangelism is you living your life in your new life and 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 sharing your journey. And I think that's what's so inspiring is when people go on these journeys and they share it on social media and everyone rallies around and they're congratulating that is what's inspirational for people who are struggling with similar things. You know, I've asked, um, I, I think I've even put it out there on Facebook a couple of times, um, you know, what is it that uh, you like to see from me? You know, that sort of thing. And over and over and over, I keep hearing from people, the positivity, the hope that you're showing, um, the before and after pictures of other people that are on that same journey and finding success. Like it stirs something in me and it motivates me to do things that I might not have tried before. And, you know, whether it be getting healthy or, um, you know, kicking fear in the face, as we call it, um, <laughs> to go and try something new or to start a new path and, you know, that sort of thing. Um, all I've heard from people is that, you know, keep on posting. It's, it's motivation yeah. for the soul. It's inspirational when you see people who are willing to overcome adversity, to change, to become healthy, to get better. There's no one, I, don't, I just don't see how anyone could, someone would have to hate themselves a lot to hate on that. <laughs> people who are fat get yelled at and called names and looked at differently. And I don't think that's right to do that. But kind of making it sound like this is something they can't control and we just have to, you know. And I'm like, well, I don't know. I don't think being fat is a genetic problem. Maybe that's my, that's my opinion. I just don't think it's a genetic problem. 
Yeah, well, and, and I, I argued that it's more of an emotional problem and it's a self-identity problem. And if people are identifying themselves as fat or not able to uh, be healthy, then they will continue in that. And so I think, Nate, your struggle is if we just affirm everybody's fatness, then they won't get better. <laughs> <laughs> You yeah. know, and yeah, and, of course. Uh, but 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 I'm but, but I would say at love always is the best motivator for anybody. And so when you see Kristen here, uh, purely motivated by by love and sharing her joy in this story, yeah, that that motivates people. That motivates people to join to to join in. But when you go, listen, you've crossed a line now. You're unhealthy. You need to lose weight. I don't think that. I think you're addressing a symptom there and you're just, you're feeding into the self image of negativity. Um, it's not inspirational when you address people that something about them is wrong. You know, but, it's but more when you have doctors telling you, like you were saying, you have doctors telling you, no, you can't do anything about this. Then science goes on NPR and says, look guys, fat people are just this way because the science says so. And Kristen, right. you're saying no. Like science told me I couldn't make it and I made it. So what's the difference? What's you, – because you, you're going to argue with some scientists, I bet, in your future. And they're going to say, nope, this isn't possible. Yeah. Well, the cool thing is, um, you know, we've had so many doctors and, uh, you know, oncologists and chiropractors and all these – uh, medical professionals actually close their medical practices and join up with our program because they are um, helping so many more people find health through this than they ever did with their practice. And I mean, that to me screams a whole lot, you know. Um, but as far yeah. as, you know, science and genetics and that sort of thing goes, um, I do believe that genetics plays a role as far as um, our weight goes. But I don't think that it's the final hammer. I think that many of us, including myself, um, have like our bodies are designed differently than others, you know, and it, a lot of it has to do with our metabolism and, you know, how quickly our bodies will, um, you know, process food and, you know, that sort of thing and break it down and all that. Yeah. And if we have a really slow metabolism, we're more likely to gain weight and keep weight on. And if okay. we have a faster metabolism, then it's going to, you know, use, up, use it up faster. And, you know, there are other things involved as well. But does that mean that I cannot ever be a healthy human? Absolutely not. And I'm proof of that, you know. Um, mm. It just takes the, the right mindset, you know, the right uh, habits in your life and a daily practice of those. And when you've got the right stuff set up for yourself, you're going to find success. And um, I'm um, absolutely a believer that um, we can all be healthy if we're willing to put the plays in motion to get ourselves there. Is there such thing as I'm fat and happy? Is that, yeah, does that exist? Absolutely. But, um, you know, I would say, I would say fat and happy, but with a lot of hidden demons. Um, you know, I, yeah. I, I was a happy human. I was happy. You were happy. You were very happy. I remember I would, I liked coming into work when you were working cause we always have good conversations and you were always super lighthearted and positive. So you weren't to me, you didn't put off this like, Oh, my life is miserable when I knew you before. 
but it was secret in is what yeah, you're saying. Yeah. I had a lot of um a lot of hidden demons, a lot of hidden secrets. Um you know, a lot of it was all in my head and I never would share it with anybody. Anybody ever ever ever. Um and that was one of the things through this last year that I have come to terms with as getting over that demon of secrecy and needing to be hidden and hiding parts of my life and my world. And mm. one of the reasons why I've become so transparent with my life now. And I, I mean, I put it all out there on Facebook. Yeah, you or do. You... If we had a don't feed the trolls award for the best <laughs> troll star, last year goes to you. Uh, well, uh, I read this guy. Uh, he, he he writes some pretty cool books, uh, Peter Rollins, and he talks about when you don't deal with the negative things that shape your identity, they become subconscious ghosts that haunt you. You were saying demons, but yeah. these ghosts come and haunt you and manifest in compulsive yes. behavior and vices like too much. We're talking about eating here, drinking, partying, exercising, dieting. I mean, those are vices too, or obsessing about things like money. Um, and he says, you have to acknowledge head on what you actually believe about yourself, like and how that, how your identity was shaped. Yep. And until you acknowledge your ghosts, they're going to always kind of manifest. Um, and so there, you're talking about these hidden things mm -hmm. that you struggled with. And then now you're wide open, you acknowledge them and you just open yourself to people. And somehow that's healing. Like yeah. some, somehow that helps you yeah. and it's just, yeah, it's just incredible to, to hear your journey and your story and how that all, uh, I think there's just a lot of truth in that for anyone, not just people who are trying to lose weight, but just people who are trying to get better or, or, um, overcome whatever vices they might have. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and, and I think one of the biggest things for me, not only just living my life out loud now, but, um, not doing it alone. You know, having a partner, a coach, a team of people who are like-minded or on that same journey and just moving forward together has been phenomenal, phenomenal for me um, because I've always done stuff alone. You know, I've always tried my health journeys alone. I've always just, you know, it's the whole secrecy thing. I didn't want to let people into this ugly side of my life um, mm. of obesity. I was ashamed of it. I was embarrassed by it. But, you know, I knew it was who I was. But... I tried not to, um, you know, shine a light on it. And yeah. once I did shine light on it, the, the ghost ran away. <laughs> um, and when I let other people in on it, suddenly they helped me to sweep those ghosts out and to, to get over them and find ways to conquer them. And, um, you know, that's what we help people do is to just, you know, we call it building our tribe. Who's your tribe and how are they going to help you on this journey and, you know, for whatever it is, you know, whatever your ghosts and demons are, um, your vices, find a group of people who are also trying to rid themselves of those same things and, and do it together. You know, don't do it alone. Yeah. You know, this reminds me a lot of kind of where I've gotten spiritually, where my whole life I was kind of told this, uh, you got to do these right things because if, if, if you don't or else there's a consequence, you know what I'm saying? And now as an adult, I'm realizing that didn't work for me. Like I wasn't the kid that heard the negative gospel, so to speak, and then was motivated by it. But I've never been more interested in theology now that I've had, there's other theories out there that it's not, oh yeah, you know, like God has always loved you. It's not, 
get your shit together and then suddenly he loves you. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, and I, and I kind of see how you're applying that understanding to this whole weight loss system. Is like you've got to love your whole self and realize you've been loved uh, this whole time. You've just kind of forgotten that there's this healthy person inside this fat person, I guess. Yeah. And you've got to set that person free and not just focus on every calorie you're eating. Right. Because I've been a part of so many Christian organizations that focus on, especially with men, don't lust, right? Mm-hmm. And, and all you did and was all lust. Those, all those men all the time. Yeah, it's like it's the whole we, we use this metaphor a lot. You put a button on the on the wall that says do not push and everybody wants to push it. Right. That's yeah. It. And so when you focus on a negative, like you cannot, forbidden fruit, you right. should not. Right. You that then that makes it all the more desirable. But when you focus on the positive, like I can do this, I can do that, I can eat that, mm-hmm. I can do that then that's what motivates real change right. and, and happiness. It's that shift of mentality. Um, for me, it was a shift of um, diet mentality to lifestyle mentality. Like um, if I am just focused solely on the diet mentality, then I'm always seeing myself in a state of deprivation and a state of, I can't do this, I'm not allowed, you know, those sorts of things. And it's like that button on the wall that says, do not push, you know, like, all I want to do is eat that. All I want to do is, you know, because I've been told I can't. And, right. um, you know, shifting my mindset to a mm. lifestyle mentality, and it's all about my healthy habits now, it's, it's, gosh, what do I get to do? Oh, gosh, now I get to do this and this and this, and I'm not feeling deprived at all. Um, yeah, this right. is just my new way of living, and that's great. And, right, there's you know, actually freedom in that. Yes. To, you, you thought it was restrictive, or yes. if you think of it as restriction, it's not. It's freedom. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. And, you, you know, guys, I think people are afraid gonna... of that restriction. Sure, sure. It's all just, it's the posture, right? It's the mindset. Yeah. You go, oh, I don't want to do that because then I can't do all these other things. But when you actually commit to a mindset of self-love, then it's opens you up to so many other things. Uh, you were talking a little bit about, and I want to I want to just glance on this I- issue. You were talking a little bit about how um, women face a lot more pressure um, with their self-image and their bodies uh, than men do. Um, we all, you know, we all compare ourselves to other people, mm-hmm. but women especially because the media, because uh, uh, fashion um, sold, s- holds up this... Um, this uh idea that uh, of what a woman should look like and um and that's reinforced at a very young age i mean even in just like i can't believe how skinny my kids barbie dolls are right Uh, (laughs) (laughs) like there's no way this person could even stand up if it was real but so that's besides the point but but the problem is comparison right and i was just reading this article about uh millennials biggest problem obsessive comparison disorder um, where we've got this Instagram, we've got Facebook, we have ways to just compare ourselves, and then we've got media, we've got TV, we can watch House Hunters International, and look, <laughs> at, the, look at the the people trying to find a nice summer home for seven hundred thousand dollars in Italy, and we compare our lives to them, um, and and it just leaves us so sad because we're looking at we're we're our posture is of lack. Yep. We are lacking something that other people have. Other people are skinny. Other people are attractive. Yeah. And I don't have that. And yep. that 
it's the posture is really what I'm hearing from you of just embracing who you are and going on a journey as opposed to sitting in the shadows or on the sidelines and going, that's not for me. What is it that causes the brain to go, okay, I'll try that. I'll stop eating that or I'll, I'll, tr I'll try this mindset. Uh, do you have to have that change to do this? You know, um, you've got to be willing to try something for sure. And you've got to be open-minded because, you know, when I, when I first started this journey, there was a phrase going through my head that said, old ways won't open new doors. And, um, I thought about, gosh, I've tried basically the same thing over and over and over to get myself healthy. And um, I needed to try something new. And that required me to be really open-minded because, quite frankly, there were parts of this that I was like, wait, but in my head before, I thought, well, why would I ever want to try that, you know? Um, and so absolutely, you've got to be willing to break down walls and um, change your thinking sometimes and admit like, okay, maybe I was wrong about that. Okay. Um, perhaps this is worth, you know, <laughs> worth something. Yeah. And, um, you know, every person is different too. What, what affects one person might not affect somebody else. And, um, you know, we've, we've got to be open to giving things a shot. And, and, mm -hmm. and going at them with gusto, not just, I'm going to dabble in it for a few weeks and, you know, then throw it to the wind, but go after it with all you've got. And, um, if you really want to affect change, you finish the race, um, right. and, and you keep on running after that. And nothing is wasted. I mean, yeah. even if something doesn't work, you try something else. It's, it's all part of the process. I think a lot of people get, they try something, it doesn't work and they give up and, mm -hmm. um, and they go, well, I guess, I guess I learned that I can't do this. Yeah. Um, but, but we go back to posture. We go back to, uh, the core motivation. Is it to grow and learn and change and become who you really are? Or is it based out of self-loathing or self-shame? Cause it just won't work if it, if, if it is, you know, what I, you know what I've noticed about my, in my thirties though, is that you start doing things for yourself for the first time. You're like, you know what? I'm going to be healthy because I can't sleep at night and I'm tired of not sleeping. And I don't give a crap about if people think this is a hoax on Facebook, you know, like <laughs> I just got tired of not being able to focus. And I've read all this stuff about gluten and how it, makes, it messes up your, and I'm like, I want to fix that. I want to be able to pay attention. You know what I mean? I want to be able to, I have a, I have a friend who's like, he's he's crazy about gluten too but he's like he, he takes it to like a comedic level like he'll be like oh man i got this tickle in my throat it's probably gluten let's <laughs> <laughs> see it's probably gluten everywhere in this place but nate in my 20s would try to like go up to you on the street and win you over for christ you know <laughs> now you're winning us over for gluten, gluten for, no i'd have no desire to tell you not to eat gluten i'm saying i'm noticing the positive benefits and i don't I guess I just don't really care if people go, that's that's a hoax right. or it's just a funny Facebook video that gets forwarded around by some, you know, crazy guy talking about well, gluten. Well, I mean, free. and, the, and so. there's something to say, this, the stuff that comes along with gluten oftentimes is, you know, additives and stuff like that. Uh, you know, like I, 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 I get this bread now that's uh, made with the the sourdough starter yeast, not the, not, not the micro yeast. And it's got like three ingredients in it. And mm -hmm. I swear I get it's it feels way better. Mm. Whereas if you you know if you eat a loaf of Wonder Bread, it'll <laughs> it'll 
screw up your guts. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and then, then like being open to gut health. I've had a couple conversations with people about gut health and how your bacteria and your gut affects your mental health. And people are just like, oh, you're crazy. And I'm like, okay, you can be anxious and depressed your whole life and take drugs, but I'm having success over here. So you're having, you're having success, and that's, that, that will win people over more than anything. I guess is kind of what I what I feel like you're saying. Uh, that's the that, that's evangelism. It's sharing your journey of success. That's what inspires people. And it's not it's not shaming. It's not saying oh you've crossed a line yeah. and now you're unhealthy and now you must get better because you're going to ruin your life and your family. Uh, I don't think that is really motivating to a lot of people. And that that helps the shame and fear and self-loathing hunker down and really fortify, I think, when, when people approach it that way. So what, what advice would you give people um, if they're feeling the flame slowly growing? Um, like you said earlier, like you kind of felt it and you couldn't stop um, listening to that little desire in your heart grow. What, what advice would you give them to get to the point where wh- whatever it is they want to do in yeah. life? Yeah, you know, um, probably a few things. I, I would say... Do whatever you can to, to fan the flames, number one, and keep them alive and don't let them die. And um, if you have things or people in your life who are trying to squelch your flames, um, it's, time, it's time to reevaluate those relationships and um, you know, move on toward people or um, activities or anything mm. that's going to spur you toward um, that, that, that person that you want to be in and those goals that you want to reach. You know, find a community of people that are going to spur you on and um, surround yourself with them and do life with them. Because when you are, you know, with people who are, you know, similar minded in your goals, it's really hard to squelch the flames because they just keep fanning them for you. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And, you know, finding people who are going to believe in you until you believe in yourself is huge. And, you know, my coach was that for me. There were so many times where in my head I started to doubt or, um, you know, wonder, think, gosh, is, can I really do this? Can I really do this? And, you know, she just kept believing in me for me um, so much that I started to believe myself and I was willing to keep going. And, um, you know, here I am. And I've maintained this weight now for more than six months. And that's, that's crazy in my head. Like, Ooh. oh my gosh, I, I wasn't <laughs> only successful in reaching it, but I'm actually still running this race and still going. And this is exciting. But, um, you know, just shut down the things that are shutting you down, get rid of them and run towards the things that are lighting your flame and, you know, lighting your life on fire and live with passion and run towards those is my biggest thing and never believe that you can't do it keep on telling yourself that you can i love it well, life, life is a journey and we thank you for sharing yours with us it's totally inspirational and i'm sure a lot of people will uh, be happy to hear and encouraged to hear uh, a bit of your journey is there anything that like information that you would like to share um maybe about your weight loss journey or uh anything that you'd like to promote uh that might help people is there a website that people can visit? Yeah, you can go to tsfl.com. Um, would be the 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 one the main one. If you want to go to my site um, personally, I have Coach Fulmore at oh, no 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 not at. Let me try again. Coach Fulmore. <laughs> 
dot I choose optimal health.com. Cool. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing. Thank you for sharing that with us. You're and, so uh, welcome. We'll, we'll cut a lot of our garbage out. So we can focus <laughs> on your good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but well, we really appreciate you coming on last minute and sharing your story with us. It's been awesome. Yeah. You're welcome. It's, I'm so glad nice. that I could share. Appreciate it. 105 pounds. Congratulations. Thank um, you. I love it. I love your stories on Facebook. They've been, you just, you just are like, I don't know, so much positive energy. I think it's great. And I've always been struggled with a little bit of negativity myself. So it's been good. And that's kind of why we started this podcast to stay positive and remind ourselves people are out there. Don't feed the trolls. I love it. I love it. You know, when Nate told me the name, I'm like, that's a funny name. And then I went to your podcast and read a little bit. I was like, oh, I get it. This is great. (laughs) Don't feed them. (laughs) Yeah, literally don't feed them this week. Just uh, you got to fan. You got to fan the flames. Don't feed the trolls. That's right. Cool. Thank you, Chris. Awesome. You're so welcome. Yeah, thanks, thanks so much. Right. So much. Talk, to Talk to you soon. Have a great day. Bye. Bye. Bye.